COVID-19 could be a catalyst for gender equality, if you ask me, in the future. This could be one of the side effects, looking at the main conclusion of the latest annual edition of the Global Female Leadership Outlook Survey. What do you think, Laura? Is the COVID crisis a catalyst for gender equality? Well, I think definitely that the crisis will be the catalyst for many things, right? If, uh, of course, it's hard times for a lot of us, but also it will bring more creativity. We've seen that already, breaking through habits. And uh, I can emphasize on innovation. And innovation is, uh, is, uh, requires as well diversity. So I think, yes, a long answer, but I think in the end, it definitely will lead to more uh, equality. Welcome to a new episode of our podcast series about the role of women in an inclusive organization. In this series, leaders from KPMG talk to each other about the power of inclusive teams and the perspective they have on it. And this is a very special episode because not only are we going to look at some very interesting results of our annual international survey on female leaders, I also have the honor to host this episode with an external guest, Laura Nuam. She's industry lead at Microsoft Consulting and supervisory board member at Klimendal and the Waal Auto Group. Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> and my name is Marilijn Malenstein. I am audit partner at KPMG. And together with Laura, we're going to talk about some very diverse topics from our survey. Inclusiveness and leadership, the role of digital transformation, and we end with the importance of sustainability nowadays. A lot to do, Lara. Let's start. <laughs> well, very interesting topics for sure. So where do you like to start? I like to start with uh, the first topic, inclusiveness, leadership, and also the role or the, bu- the balance, I would say, between uh, work and uh, private life. Let me first explain to our listeners what kind of survey we're going to discuss. We are talking about the Global Female Leadership Outlook 2020, the COVID-19 edition, a survey that KPMG conducts every year among female leaders. In 2020, it was the first time that also female leaders from the Netherlands took part in this survey. I, as responsible for gender within KPMG, was the contact person for the Dutch female leaders in this survey. This year, we wanted to investigate what impact the corona crisis has had on female leaders. 675 women responded, divided over 52 countries, which gave us really interesting insights. According to the survey, global female leaders see the pandemic as a potential equalizer for a more inclusive workforce. According to them, the crisis may create new opportunities for women as a result of improved digital communication, advances in technology, and changes in stakeholders' expectations. So I think there is a close relationship between the pandemic and, in the end, a more inclusive workforce. What is your vision, Laura? What do you think? Can the COVID crisis create a more inclusive workforce? And how fast do you think or expect that this will go? Yeah, so many thoughts come up, right? Because I, I think the the survey, if you have not seen it yet or read it, like I definitely recommend everyone to look at it because there are a lot of things that I recognize, right? Especially as well, like the expectations that we have, like that the COVID crisis or like pandemic can also bring something positive. And I would say, if I look back, my children are now a bit older, but when they were young, like flexibility was so needed to do my work, right? I wanted to do everything. I had my own company, having three kids at home. And it was uh, like, how do you do this? And I remember hiding 
behind the garage at the shed to have a call with an important customer because I was afraid that they would see me as well like being a mom. And I think that definitely has changed. And I think uh, because of working at home, we are all like more used to people like coming up with a baby in, in, the, in, the, in the team's meetings or a dog barking or somebody ringing the door. And we accept it. So my hope is that we will keep that tolerance level and flexibility also after COVID because that really um, makes a difference. So that's, uh, that's one thing. And the other thing um, is we are becoming more and more digital. Having Teams meetings, having big customers, closing big deals only online. Who would have expected that one year ago? I wouldn't. And this makes it as well, I think, for if you talk about inclusiveness, um, you can manage better work and home because it's easier to like quickly get behind your computer. Um, knowledge becomes more accessible. I mean, I've been following a course from Stanford um, before I couldn't. But also on the other hand, we also have to take uh, in mind that one way it's like very positive, but also it's difficult to separate pri uh, your private life from work. And the potential danger is that you become like a workaholic, which I already was, and only like being like all the time you're on. So I think mental well-being of uh, your employees is also getting a lot of additional attention. Yeah, I really recognize that. I mean, I have two children of, of seven and, and, and nine. <laughs> I needed to do homeschooling from a, for a long time. So I was a mother. Uh, I was also a teacher, but I also uh, was uh, a partner at KPMG. And, uh, and I had a responsibility for my teams, um, not only to finalize my work and my clients, and also but also create what you were saying, connection with each other, that there was a, a, the well-being a responsibility I was feeling and I'm still feeling that's very strong. But I think if you look at like the new ways of leadership, it's becoming more caring, empathic leadership. Yeah. Um, at Microsoft, we have this nice saying, like it's like a model, coach and care. And I think as well, because of the yeah, what has happened, uh, caring becomes more important. So you also understand better somebody's personal ambitions or situation. Yeah that you can then as well like be more happy at the work floor. Yeah, so. yeah, and moving, I think, from a more control-based environment to a more trust-based environment. And I think that's also, have, we have seen the last couple of years, I mean, our employees uh, will also do their work uh, without us controlling them. And I think that's also an eye-opener for, for us within KPMG, but I also believe for you within, uh, within Microsoft. Absolutely. I think it, it really requires trust and we have been forced to a trust situation. So I think as yeah. well, like a lot of the trends that I also recognize from the uh, the survey, I mean, they were there before, but now it's really like accelerating, yeah. right? Yeah. And I also think because of being more digital, it also like helps uh, in uncovering maybe some patterns or behaviors that we are all like we're used to. For instance, an example, and I, you know, you know me, right? I love data i love technology <laughs> and i think uh, what i think is interesting as well like if you would use or leverage artificial intelligence for the good you can use it by identifying for myself as a learning what is my unconscious bias if i have unconscious bias even if i want to be diverse and inclusive maybe i'm not and i can learn from it yeah and that's what i think is uh, very interesting and, and you see already examples from in the hiring process where artificial intelligence is used to identify candidates that maybe you would not because you think oh maybe the last name is not trustworthy or maybe somebody has a different background that you're not used to because you also have similarity bias right so this is the beauty of um, i think as well like the acceleration yeah. of technology 
Yeah, we, in, at KPMG, we are already doing that for, I would say, the, the first years. So we mm-hmm. have a specific program which is uh, trying uh, to yeah, delete that unconscious bias. So we really are open-minded and look at every person as an individual instead of already have kind of yeah, bias before they are coming in. So that's something we already have started also within KPMG. But you're talking about these, yeah, I would say, digital transformation. But we also see in the survey that 80% of the respondents have seen the digital transformation of their business accelerating. Um, what's your experience, Laura, at your, I would say, Microsoft, <laughs> but also at your supervisory board, the companies which you are uh, responsible for? Yeah, no, I definitely recognize that. 80% uh, seems to me like a right percentage of the, the reality. And if you look at Microsoft, uh, our CEO, Satya Nadella, he said that we see uh, digital transformation happening in two months, what normally would be like two years. Wow. Yeah, so that's incredible. But then back to your other question uh, on like, what do I see at, at the boards, for instance, and um, in health, because I am like uh, at Klimendal's Revalidation uh, Center, or Rehabilitation. And there you see that this, of course, because of COVID, you cannot always be at the location. So there's a lot of emphasis on like telehealth and safety of the people, like the patients, but also their own employees. And uh, e-health already was on the agenda, but it's now much bigger on the agenda. And not only thinking, because that I think is important as well, not only like we, we tend to react now, like what should we do and which solution, but it's also like thinking very big, what could e-health bring in the long future and how do you connect what you decide to do today with the long term. And then about cars, completely different, right? Yes. <laughs> I have some clients in that segment. First, like the communication, like going to the virtual showroom, like uh, showing a car online. And before COVID, we already saw that I think the number of visits to the showroom was already decreasing from seven to two. But now it's even more. And yeah, how do you make sure that you still have that connection with your customers? Yeah. So the customer experiences. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Like uh, going online more, but as well trying to have that uh, personal relation and yeah, thinking in a hybrid model, I think. Because, of course, you can still safely come to certain places, but then as well like um, follow up online or two teams meetings. Yeah, and I think what you see at the moment that companies really seeing the importance of the customer and how are we going to create a customer experience also in a kind of digital way. So within KPMG, we have now, we call it the connected enterprise. And that's a concept where we like to advise our clients how you could create the customer experience of the future. And with data, with artificial intelligence, all kind of ideas and concepts to help them. Because And now you see that we as KPMG receive a lot of questions from companies. How can we (laughs) create and improve this uh, this digital journey, I would say. Yeah, I think it's also a reaction towards like the changing of habits, right? I mean, we have seen like that people were overnight doing things differently. You couldn't go to the store or you couldn't like visit the doctor anymore. So you needed to, but also the change of habits. I think it was McKinsey that was saying 40% of people changed products. Yeah. So that means like back to what you're saying. So I think that's a very good reaction is like to really emphasize on customer experience and customer loyalty. Yeah. 
because that makes a difference. And I, I was just thinking as well, um, if you look at like government, which are like not like the, the fastest reaction, like that they react. But if you look at uh, as well, because of uh, COVID, we have uh, digital justice coming up. Yeah. And how we handle our vaccines. Uh, also, you can like we'll handle that through digital vaccination passports, yeah. data and reliability, uh, exact- data privacy. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that because if you say like, um, for instance, vaccination passports, it's a, this this balance that you will need to find, right? You you get freedom because maybe you can move more, but yeah. like as well the feeling about what kind of data do I give away? Is it like trusted? Yeah. And these are all like themes that are now super uh, relevant. Yeah. And if we look at this survey, what else do we see? I mean, I also saw that a remarkable high percentage, around uh, 58%, agreed on the topic making a positive impact on the world. I think it was also before the COVID crisis that that sustainability and that kind of subjects were important. And maybe it it, it was a little bit pulled back during the crisis because what I already said in the beginning, nobody know, knew what was going to happen. But that, that also that subject will accelerate in the future. Do you also recognize that at your, I would say, three companies? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Um, and maybe starting with Microsoft, right? I think uh, sustainab- sustainability has always been like uh, important, but you also like we recently made a statement that we are going to be like carbon neutral in 2030. That's one thing with sustainability. Of course, I think many of us feel like we need to have a more sustainability because for our world and climate. But I think it's as well like really making concrete statements and also on the leadership level and same for inclusiveness and diversity. Yeah. So for sustainability uh, for Microsoft, it's like extremely high on the agenda. We also help other customers to achieve. We even have like this uh, CO2, um, what's it called? Like in the measurement, like indicator where uh, other companies can measure of like their IT environment, like what the impact is and of course improve. I think at mid-sized companies it's important, but I think the bigger companies can lead. They have a role here to set a model here for others. We see a lot of startups like really coming with very cool solutions to help with the circular economy or the world, right? Um, so there was one that I just saw that was amazing. Is uh, I think you pronounce Eon, yeah, which like makes every close connected. So it, one, it helps with understanding the journey of your customers because yeah. you can be really one on one. It opens new ways of business, which I think is another great example of digital transformation because you can easily sell your clothes. Uh, authenticity is like easier to track, to track and trace. And the third one is if you exactly know what is in my um, my dress, what kind of clothes, like the recycling market, yeah. it's going to be much better. And another thing, what I feel like I go back to my other data and AI again. <laughs> so my experience, I, I always think, I mean, maybe I, th- I look at the world simple from uh, digital transformation, but it starts with insights, then on like uh, data-driven decisions, predictability and prescriptive. And you could like put that same model for sustainability, right? How sustainable is my company? Where can I improve? What are the things that maybe have more, need more attention? How can I create awareness? And then in the end, how great would it be like that you get a dashboard that says, uh, like, this is a better decision, take this material. And you see it, for instance, at Walmart in, uh, in the US, they have a sustainability index for their uh, vendors. Yeah. Which is great because then they can make better decisions. Better decisions. And yeah. also vendors will probably yeah. In, yeah, improve their way of uh, now maybe producing, but also will be more transparent about what kind of things yeah. they are using in their products. Exactly. Yeah. So... Do I hear you correctly that 
that you believe that success in the new economy, you should have a more inclusive workforce, but also the combination of data management, artificial intelligence, you really need it to be successful? Yeah, I think yes. Uh, I think every company needs to be digital and somehow and uh, I think like in our conversation right now there are so many examples that yeah you need to have it visible and also how it can help right how it can uh, help with accessibility really like giving you some recommendations easy example but powerpoint it gives you example like how to increase uh, the font or make differences so it becomes more accessible in Outlook, if I send, for instance, a report or a model, it says, oh, 20% of the group has said they would like it in a more accessible way. Yeah. So really, that's also inclusive, right? It's not only like gender, but it's about backgrounds, about disabilities. um, Cultural. Cultural. So it is that data-driven. And also, I think that that you can work at a company which, uh, who is doing something for the climate, for the world. And and I think that's also very important, not only how many profits we have below uh, the line, but it's more about how innovative are you? Uh, how are you going to cope with the well-being of people? And I think also what are you going to do for the world? Yeah. And that combination, I believe, that will attract talents and very broad talents in all kinds of ways. So you can create an inclusive workforce in the end. Yeah. And then, and look back at the survey, right? Like um, like so many women saying, like I want to make a, a better impact or positive impact on this world. So that's one. But also, I think um, one of the researches I just saw on uh, millennials, six out of ten wants to work for a company that has a purpose. Yeah. So the sense of belonging. It's I think um, includes diversity, inclusiveness, and belonging. Yeah. Which are like part of that uh, equation. We have come to the end of this podcast episode. I believe that we really need an inclusive way of working in the future to survive in a new economy because of the complexity we talk about like data, data privacy, but also the sustainability uh, angle. Thank you, Laura, for for joining me. Thank you. And you just summarized it very well. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to know more or if you have any questions, please feel free to contact us or uh, read the uh, survey uh, in detail online. Also feel free to check uh, previous episodes on our website where colleagues are talking, for example, about the power of female leadership, the use of setting targets, and the importance of having international teams. I think subjects we also uh, discussed in uh, in this episode. Thank you very much.